This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, it's a football Friday. we got a lot going on here, obviously. we got the Hurricanes, Hurricanes of Virginia Tech Saturday night, Dolphins, Raiders Sunday night. It's a big football weekend. Tony Dungy, okay, you see him obviously on Sunday night. Football, NBC, he joins us in the Orion Fuels and downstairs convenience stores. Guest line truly steps beyond convenience. Coach, good to have you aboard here as we got a big game Sunday night. Uh, does it surprise you that the Dolphins, who are over 500, the Raiders, two games under 500, yet the Raiders come into South Florida this weekend and they are a favorite. What are your thoughts initially? Well, I think people are looking at kind of the, the last few things that we've seen on tape. And Dolphins have struggled on offense in the last couple of weeks. Matt Moore didn't play well last week. What is Jay Cutler going to be like coming back? Uh, you traded your leading rusher. Are things in disarray? Uh, but you're, you're right. It is a little surprising for the home team. Uh, who has a better record to not be favored. And uh, I, I think the Dolphins are going to come out and play well. I really do. What's been the Raiders' big problem? You know, I know Carr missed a game and a half, but th- this is a team, double-digit wins last year, big expectations. They, they really have, and, and they've been disappointing. I thought this was a team that could possibly win the AFC. Uh, I think week one, I, I voted them as the best team in the AFC. And they just have not been as explosive on offense as uh, you would have expected. Last year, they came out, Carr played great, Amari Cooper, Crabtree. Uh, they got Jared Cook this year. They got Marshawn Lynch. Hey, they're going to be more explosive. This offensive line is, is dynamite. They've got pro bowlers there. Everything you need to put up 28, 30 points a game, and it hasn't happened. Uh, the downfield passing hasn't been there for whatever reason. Lynch has really not gotten going in the in the running game, and I, I think it's got to start with the offensive line. These guys are high, highly paid. They're very good. Uh, they've got to start playing up to their expectations. What do you make of, of course, Adam Gase, the Dolphins? They traded Jay Ajayi a few days ago. As a former coach yourself, okay, you're, you're a Super Bowl winning coach. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt, as the head coach, your team is underperforming? You got to make an example out of something. I, I never felt that. Um, I tried to communicate directly to my team um, in, in terms of, hey, if something needs to be done, let's talk about it, let's do it. Uh, I never thought that, and I'm hoping that's not the case, that they traded Jay to send a message to other people. Um, I, hopefully they traded him because of something that was going on there and this is going to make them a better team. But I, I, I always think the best way to send messages is to tell people directly. It's pretty hard to believe, though, that, that they're a better team without Jay Ajayi, right? Well, it doesn't appear that on, on the surface because you look at the production, uh, the, the broken tackles, the way this guy can play, uh, the energy he brings to the running game, and the fact he was your leading rusher. But if, if something is happening and it, it hasn't been um, taken care of, then you have to make changes. I, I remember my first year in Tampa, we talked about uh, – doing the right things, being accountable, doing things in the community. And we had a receiver, Lamar Thomas, that uh, had a couple of incidents. We talked about it, and, and we said some things had to change. And Lamar, uh, they didn't change. 
and we ended up letting him go. He went to Miami. It, it turned out to be the best thing for him. He played for Jimmy Johnson, had a great career. And, but I did it not to send a message to the other players, but to say, hey, you know, Lamar, we talked about this. You're not getting it done. Uh, we just – you're not being productive. You're not helping us. Um, so I, I can see where a coach would be coming from, but I think the reason you do it is because the, you're not getting through to the player, not necessarily to send a message to the other guys. So what do you make of what's going to happen up there in Philadelphia then with Ajay? Because we liked Jay Ajay down here, especially our show, okay? We loved watching him play. We loved watching him run. Uh, him and Blunt up there, that's a big-time combo, two big bruising backs. That's a big-time acquisition for Philly. It is, and the same type of player. Um, and, and I think what they're going to do is look at the rest of this year and who's the more productive guy, and then who can you sign next year? Who, where, where do the contracts play out? I think this is not necessarily sending the message to LeGarrette Blunt, but just saying, hey, we've got some leverage now. And when we come to next year, you know, hey, both of you guys can play. Both of you can do what we want done. Uh, who can do it at the price that, that we, we will have to pay? Because eventually they're going to get squeezed. Right now they've got Carson Wentz on a nice rookie salary. But the way he's playing, uh, it's not going to stay that way forever. And when he gets paid what he deserves, there's going to be some squeezes to other guys. And so having another back there where they can say to LeGarrette Blunt, hey, we love you, but you've got to play for X if you want to play for us. Uh, and if you don't, we've got another guy who can do the job. I, I think they're looking to their future. We got the coach, Tony Dungy, here with us. Of course, you see him, Dan Patrick, Rodney Harrison, Sunday Night Football, Dolphins and Raiders this weekend. Uh, the Dolphins offensive line has been a big topic for us down here. It's seemingly a topic every year. They can't figure it out. And our big frustration here, coaches, they've used first-round pick after first-round pick after first-round pick. Okay, the left tackle, Laramie Tunsil, the center, Mike Pouncey, the right tackle, Juwan James, and every year it's the same thing we're dealing with, that the offensive line can't open up any holes. How is it even possible, without making any jokes with the former offensive line coach, Chris Furster, okay, how is it even possible for an offensive line with that many first-rounders not to be great? Well, the, the thing that people don't realize about offensive line, and you look at some of the great uh, – the Raiders are going through the same thing. They've got guys that they signed as free agents, guys who are high picks, who are pro bowlers. Uh, individually, they've got five of the most talented guys um, that are playing this game, and they're underperforming. Uh, Miami, you could say the same thing with, with all these picks. And then you look at some places um, that function very well with, with low-round picks, guys who are unknown. The key in offensive line play is how you function together, and it's like a glove that has five fingers. Um, you, you know, it's got to work together, and that's a big part of it. So uh, it's not just drafting uh, highly talented individuals. It's can we get on the same page? Can we get the same calls? Can we have the right communication? Can we understand each other and work together? And to me, that's where both of these lines aren't, aren't functioning well, and that, that's what has to change. How did you guys up in Indianapolis build your offensive line? Because obviously keep, you know, keeping Peyton Manning upright and protective, that was the most important thing. Well, and we did it with lower round choices because we, we had high, you know, obviously we had Peyton, so that was big money uh, that was going out. And then we spent our draft choices on the weaponry, Dallas Clark, Joseph Adai, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, um, and so now what are you going to have with the offensive line? So what we looked for was good athletes who were smart and tough and had that team mentality. 
So our center, Jeff Saturday, was an undrafted free agent who was cut by the Panthers, and uh, he came to us. Ryan Deem, our right tackle, was a fourth-round pick. Uh, our left tackle was our num- one number one draft choice that we had, Tariq Glenn. But our two guards were, were seventh-round draft choices and free agents. But what those guys were, they were very smart. They worked together. They'd come in early. They'd hang there late. Uh, and they were very, very smart, coachable guys. So when we made corrections and instructions and when Jeff Saturday said, hey, this defensive front, we haven't seen it. This is how we have to block it. Here's the call I'm going to give you. They could make those adjustments very quickly in the course of a game. That's why we had success. This past uh, Thursday night, Thursday night football last week, not this past one, but last week, week number eight, Kiko Alonso had a had a rough hit on Joe Flacco. And, and coach, I was surprised that the NFL chose not to make an example out of Kiko. You know, it was a it was a national TV game. The optics of the hit obviously looked very bad. We're glad Kiko was not suspended. I wonder how you felt about it because a lot of former players came to Kiko Alonso's defense after that play. Well, I think you look at all the defensive players, and I saw Deion Sanders right after the game talk about it. Derek Brooks is one of the appeal officers. Derek played for me, uh, a great defensive player. I think these guys understand the bang-bang nature of it. And, yes, we are trying to protect the quarterback, but the quarterbacks have a responsibility. If you want to get protected, you need to slide before you get in danger. And in my opinion, Joe Flacco waited until the danger was imminent because he was trying to get the first down, He wanted to slide late. I don't think you can pull up at that point. I know it has to be called a penalty. I don't think there's anything the defender can do. I've been in situations where I've gotten mad at my players. Hey, how come you didn't hit this guy? Well, I thought he was going to slide. Then he ends up diving. He starts to go down, but he goes head first, and I didn't hit him. And he goes three yards further and gets the first down, and we lose the game. Uh, Vince Young, we played against him. Roethlisberger, those guys, they're out the pocket we always said you have to treat them like running backs hit them don't treat them like quarterbacks because they're going to break tackles they're going to shrug you off they're going to pump fake the ball and then throw it so you can't expect a guy to go full speed treat a uh, a person like a runner and then at the last split second when he it's not sideways it's not hit first now all of a sudden it becomes obvious it's feet first to somehow turn your body and not make contact it's impossible so I was totally uh, on Kiko Alonso's side on that one. And I think Derek Brooks and some of the appeals of people that are defensive players got that point across to the league. There's no way this guy could have pulled up at that point. Tony, before we let you go here, again, always like talking to the coach, Tony Dungy, Sunday night football. You got Dolphins and Raiders, of course, this Sunday night. Uh, as as the former Indianapolis Colts coach, you coached, uh, you know, we, we love Edron James down here, all-time great. Coach, how is Edron James not in the Hall of Fame yet? He's a Hall of Fame player. He, he really is. When you look at Terrell Davis, uh, who went in last year, and Terrell had a, a couple of great years and was a tremendous player, two Super Bowl rings. Uh, To me, that's the one thing Edgerin doesn't have is those Super Bowl rings. But you look at his first two years in the league, he was doing what no no back in history had done, putting up those yards from scrimmage, catching the ball out of the backfield, 1,800-yard rusher. Uh, He was the best back in football for two years. Then he got hurt, just like Terrell Davis got hurt. And when Terrell got hurt, basically his career was over. Edgerin plays eight, nine more years and plays at a level – 1,500 yards, 1,400, 1,600. Uh, he's the top 10 rusher of all time. 
uh, after he got hurt. So I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I'm a little bit baffled. And now that Terrell Davis is in, I, I really think Edron James should be the next back to go in. And when he's uh, when he's eligible, Reggie Wayne, Hall of Famer? You know, the, the thing that's going to hurt Reggie, obviously, is Marvin. Marvin going in first. But you look at Reggie's numbers and what he's done, I think it's very similar to my teammates in Pittsburgh, Lynn Swan and John Stallworth. And uh, I don't know how you put one in without the other. And you look at what they've done and the numbers, they're going to be very, very close. So, uh, and, and I saw Reggie day in and day out and the work ethic and, and the catches. And he's got the Super Bowl ring as well and, and the longevity. Uh, I think he should be in. Great job, Coach. We appreciate talking to you today. Thank you. All righty. Always good to be with you, and I think we're going to have a great one Sunday night. Hope so. Hope it's a Dolphin win, right? We want the Dolphins to win, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Keep those guys rolling. Thanks, Coach. We appreciate it. That's All Tony righty. Dungy right there. Again, you can catch him Sunday night. you got Sunday Night Football, Dan Patrick, Rodney Harrison. He wants the Dolphins to win. He said it. He wants them to win. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.